What's up, everybody? I'm happy to tell you a story today about why I invested $59,625 in my own self-development over just the last 18 months. Does that sound crazy? Let's talk about it. This is episode number 12. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty to rise up and lead. The future of the United States and even the world is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about knowledge, about education, about self-development. When you think about paying for education, what do you think of? I'm willing to bet most people think of college, right? Tuition. Pay your tuition, go to college, get a degree. This has kind of been, uh, this has been the way of doing things for quite a while now in our country and in many countries you know it was uh in the past there was a really wide discrepancy between the earning potential of someone that went to a traditional college got a at least bachelor's degree uh pretty wide difference in uh, their earning potential and their lifestyle versus those who did not a lot of things are changing though and uh you know i went to college for a grand total of two years. Um, I had my own experience with uh, college and uh, kind of a cool story. Maybe I'll tell sometime about the day I walked out. It's kind of a, it was kind of a dramatic story. I'll tell you that story sometime. Uh, it was good. So I'm not, I'm not anti-college. That's not the point of this message. Uh, the message is that education and the way that it is shared and obtained is changing it's evolving and I think there's a a couple primary drivers behind this so obviously the information age the fact that there are so many ways for someone to acquire knowledge about a specific topic today that you know these things didn't exist just I don't know 15 years ago 10 years ago when did podcasts really start to become a thing when did you know the ability to search on YouTube you can really search for just about anything you want to know how to do or put together. Uh, you've got it there on YouTube for free, virtually. Pay for your internet connection. You have a computer or an iPhone. Like, there you go. You've got the world's knowledge at your fingertips. It's incredible. So that's obviously a factor, right? Uh, people want things fast. They want them uh, efficiently done. And so it's shaking things up. Colleges, for example, are having to adjust and adapt to this new climate of education and knowledge and information. Uh, Things like COVID-19 hitting this year obviously have a huge impact on the rate of evolution from brick and mortar, you know, buildings being where we go to class to everything being digital and online. I mean, if if we were already largely digital in the university system, I mean this year has done 
like a crazy, crazy boost in that direction. So it'll be interesting to see after, you know, the pandemic is lifted, whatever that means, whenever that will be, whenever uh, there's some magic line in the sand that says we're no longer in the pandemic. I really don't know when that is, but it'd be interesting to, interesting to see how uh, many of these temporary changes are not temporary, right? Are permanent. Um, I shared something on Instagram the other day. Pinterest just spent hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't remember the number, but it was crazy town. Some crazy number to terminate a long-term building lease that they had uh, for, you know, huge building, a huge campus that they had. They terminated the lease and just ate a fat bill because they have decentralized their people work from home they work remotely and they're basically making the bet like yep this is the way it will be forevermore now so the world's changing so i want to talk a little bit today about where are you getting your information where are you getting your education you know do you consider yourself a student or do you consider yourself a graduate you know if you finished college which hey i didn't finish college if you finished college, you're a graduate of college. Does that mean you're no longer a student, right? Do we consider ourselves, now we know, I'm learned, I got my degree, I'm credentialed, um, or are we a perpetual student? And if so, where are we getting our knowledge? Where are we getting our information? So the title of this podcast uh, was intended to get a click. So did it work? Did you click on it to say, what the heck? What did Alex spend $59,625 on? So... I ran a quick report in QuickBooks to try to try to click on all the categories that uh, that are relevant to self-education, self-development, my personal development over the last 18 months. What did I spend? That's the number I found. So $59,625. What the heck am I spending money on? To be honest with you, and this is not a flex. This is not you know anything other than I'm I'm looking at this number and it does not seem like a big number to me when I think about what people pay for certain pieces of education, knowledge and credentials, you know, in uh, fields like medicine or law, fill in the blank. When, when I look at what people pay for an Ivy League education, you know, per semester, when you factor everything in, I look at what I spent over the last 18 months and I'm like, okay, I'd love to spend more than that over the next 18 months. In what? Specifically in developing my own skill sets, my own mindset, my own personal performance in the area of my career, in the area of, you know, my finances, my earning power, as well as my uh, financial literacy and my, my ability to grow wealth. I want to develop in the area of my relationships. I want to be a five-star dad, five-star husband. I strive to be now, and I know there's a lot that I can do to improve and to progress. There's things I could learn that I don't yet know. There's things that I could apply that I've learned but yet not applied. And I'm excited about it, man. I want to learn. So I have uh, learned Spanish over the last several years and uh, I consider myself fluent you know I was at an appointment yesterday it was like two hours long full thing is in Spanish obviously I'm 
you know, tripping over some words and asking for clarification and things like that. But it's it's fun for me to be speaking a language that I just decided I wanted to learn. Um, I served an English mission. Um, had a Mexican companion on my mission. Uh, for a brief time, we got to uh, double dip and serve in a Spanish branch as well as an English ward. But, uh, you know, I didn't have that advantage of, of going to a, a third world country and being surrounded by Spanish for two years, but it's something that interested me enough to where I wanted to put some resources behind it. And I get excited when I think about, man, how many languages are there? Like, why couldn't we go learn a couple more, you know? The resources are there. Instead of having to go to college and get a degree in Chinese or something crazy like that, I can download an app called Duolingo. And I can set aside a specific amount of time per day, per week, to study Chinese on Duolingo. It's fun, it's free, it's efficient, and I can get a lot of the basics covered. And then, yeah, maybe if I'm really looking to get to the next level with Chinese, I would go and hire a tutor. I'd go pay for a class or a course. But the point is, there are so many resources that are underutilized out there for how we can learn and grow. So for me, $59,625, this was spent on programs from people like Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, software programs. It was spent on coaching. The majority of that was spent on working one-on-one with a powerful, very enlightened business and life coach. You've heard me talk about him before. Uh, books, you know, memberships, audible memberships, right? These are just things that uh, they're investments. They're not costs. They're investments if you expect a return. And I'll tell you, I'm getting a return, I'm getting a good return on these things, not just in, uh, not just in a monetary sense, but also in a happiness sense, a quotient of uh, my happiness, my peace of mind, my development as a person, um, as a husband, as a father. So my message to you today, the thing I want to share is really just try to get your mind thinking a little bit about education and knowledge and, and uh, do you still consider yourself in school, even though maybe you graduated from school 10 years ago? And uh, I also want to add this element of the true principle that those who pay, pay attention. Okay? Those who pay, pay attention. I think one of the greatest roadblocks to spending more of our resources on education is this perspective we have of like, oh, why would I pay for what I can get for free? Okay? Why would I pay for what I can get for free? I can get a library card. I could go read that book for free. I could go watch that speaker's... uh, content on YouTube, why would I go pay three grand to go to his course in person? Why would I do that? And I'm not saying it's a bad question. What I'm saying is we tend to not pay attention to what's free. You can go run outside. You don't need a gym membership. Why is it that those that pay for personal training or pay for, you know, Orange Theory Fitness which is in some cases 10 times the price of some cheap Planet Fitness gym down the street and way more expensive than the sidewalk, right? Why do we pay for these things? It's because we tend to do them, right? We care about what we've paid for and invested in. We show up to that thing. We take it seriously. That is the difference. 
And so knowing this about human nature, knowing this about ourselves, me knowing this about myself, I treat it like a priority to make sure that I'm actually putting some real resources behind my own education, my own development. And I would invite you to do the same. You know, Stephen R. Covey is famous for teaching this principle of how do I know what I really value? How do I know what I value? And the answer is simple. Look where your resources are being allocated. That will tell you what you want to know. Okay. Resources are more than just your money, but your money is certainly in the mix. You got your money, you've got your time, you've got your mental and spiritual bandwidth, your actual energy. Okay. If you were to have a little report generated, let's say there was an infographic that popped up on the screen and it showed you where you spend your resources and then it made the conclusion that this is also the proportion of, you know, how much value you put on these different things. Would that report scare us? Would we like what we saw or would we be a little bit unnerved by uh, what the data would tell uh, about what we really value? You following me with this? So I'm just inviting you to value your education and your knowledge to uh, another degree. Maybe there's a level above where you're at. What would that look like? Who's in your space? Look at your industry and think who is in your space that knows some things you don't know. That if you knew and applied, you'd be performing and operating at a much higher level. Who are they and are they teaching? Do they have content? Can you go buy it? Can you go find a way to put yourself in their proximity? Do they have a mastermind group, right? Like go pay the price and if you don't have the money, dude, that didn't stop. How many people went to college without the money hoping to get an education and credentials that I hope they ended up using and I hope they're making a meaningful impact in their life. But uh, I read an article in Forbes that suggested that 70% of those that graduate college are working in a field outside of that, outside of what they, you know, specifically studied, outside of the area that they were uh, credentialed in, we could say. So if that's true, if that's even half true, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So let's go right to the source. Let's get some efficient, targeted knowledge from someone that has something that you want. You know, the market rewards efficiency and punishes inefficiency. And that's why I believe that uh, the knowledge industry, if we could call it that, is definitely going the way of self-education, meaning, you know, a la carte style knowledge acquisition through masterminds, apprenticeships, coaches, programs, courses, like this is where it's at. Uh, Dean Graziosi listened to a podcast. Uh, actually, it was in a course that I bought called KBB. He talked about how uh, they estimate that the self-education industry is what he's choosing to call it, is a $500 million per day industry. So that's how much is transacted daily, uh, and that's globally. Okay, so And the estimate is that by 2025, this will be a billion dollar per day industry. So think about that for a second, all right? Where are you positioned? Are you taking advantage of the knowledge available to you to level up your life, your experience of life, operate at a higher level, improve your financial situation, your physical situation, your spiritual and relational situation? Like, 
it's out there at our fingertips. Are we underutilizing it? And are we willing to pay the price in terms of money and other resources? If not, do we really value it? Some valuable questions to consider. Um, I can tell you, I am excited when I think about all the things that I could go choose to learn. It's exciting to me that we've been given this God-given gift and ability to learn things. Like, I do not know. Let me think about just an area I have no clue. There's a lot. (laughs) I have no clue how to uh, day trade. I really don't. Not in a sophisticated way, okay? I've got the Robinhood app. Like, I'll buy and sell some stocks. Just total rookie mode. Like, more out of fun than anything else, you know? I, I have investment accounts where it's professionally managed for a reason. I know nothing about that world. Well, I could go get that knowledge. I happen to live one street away from Ricky Gutierrez. He's my neighbor. And I've gone over there, hung out with them a few times, gotten to know him and his, his posse over there. But that's what he does. He teaches people how to become a day trader full time. That's what he does. He's got a course that I could go buy and I could go learn how to do what he does. You know, I should take him up on that if I wanted to do it that aligned with my goals. I mean, he's invited me to go sit next to him while he does his day trading in the morning. I could do that. Um, would it be more efficient to do that or to go say, okay, I'm going to go get a, you know, I'm going to go get a degree in finance right now because all I really want to learn is specifically how to day trade, right? No, I'd go right to the guy, right to the expert. So hopefully this is helpful. Um, I'm just fascinated by it. I just love to learn I'm excited to learn. I want to progress and grow. I want to continue to lean on mentors and coaches and and, uh, courses and programs. I want to continue to be that for others. I want to be a teacher and mentor and lift and elevate those of our generation specifically. You know, I want to take some of the things that I've been able to learn and, and apply and go from accumulation to contribution. Because that's the key. And the great secret I found is that as we contribute and distribute the knowledge that we have, we cannot help but continue to accumulate. We learn it at a deeper level. You know, the teacher is usually the one that walks away with with the more profound understanding of the material. And to be honest, that's one of the reasons I love taking an opportunity to share a little insights and thoughts with you via podcast. Whether someone listens or not, it helps drive these principles down into my own mind and heart. And I'm thinking to myself, man, all right, what resources am I committed to contribute or to allocate uh, to my own education and knowledge over the next six months? Like, what am I doing? What do I have in place? Um, And it fires me up, gets me excited. So these are a couple of my thoughts here today. Let us continue to grow and aim high. I hope that we have a much grander, bigger vision for what we're capable of than uh, what is considered normal or average. Uh, maybe what is considered average by our, uh, I don't know, our society, our uh, demographic, our socioeconomic situation, you know, who cares, right? What is considered average or what is considered successful for that matter? If we were to let go and untether from the relativity that we use to determine what is success, man, and we really just leaned on, well, what potential do I have and what is the maximized you know, version of that potential look like? What does, what does self-actualization really even look like for me? I think that's a question we ask God and we think we can ask him for a glimpse. Give me a glimpse of what we're really capable of. 
and he'll answer. I believe that. I believe in you. I love you. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you the next one. I'm out.